The Seventh Rotation is a podcast committed to advancing Summit League Volleyball and commending its student-athletes on their accolades and devotion to the sport. This podcast is hosted by Maddie Boston and Joel Kaskinen. Welcome back to episode two of the seventh rotation volleyball podcast. We are so excited to be here. We are also kind of shaking up because we had some pretty big upsets over the past two weeks. Um, not really sure what's going on. Shout out to Towson for getting their first win over a ranked opponent ever. Um, they downed Pitt and it was not close. I just, how did they do that? I have, I just have so many questions. Well, I mean, I don't want to discredit them. Like, definitely possible. No, they um, played really well. But the the not close part is what gets me. Like, wasn't it like three to one? And one of the sets was like 25, like 13 or something. Yeah, like, like when I texted even... you that they lost, that Pitt lost, I literally was like, this Mercury retrograde, I tell you what, <laughs> things are happening. It was like no contest. Like, I'm just good for Towson. I don't understand. I mean, good I, for them, great for them. Yeah, I am a little shocky shocked. Um, To go with that, Georgia Tech decided to lose twice. Um, first, they lost to Ohio State, which, understandable, they were eight. Tech was five, I think, at the time. Um, so, like, okay, stuff happens. Uh, then they turned around and lost to Arkansas back-to-back. Um, so that was interesting. And heavily overrated Minnesota, as I've been saying, um, lost to Pepperdine. So good on Pepperdine to move up a few spots in the rankings. Um with that, let's go ahead and run through the NCAA 1 through 10 just to keep everyone posted. We want to spend most of our time talking Summit, but it is good to know what's going on um, in the rest of the of the NCAA as a whole as well. So no surprise at number one, still Texas. Definitely. Louisville's number two. Nebraska is three. San Diego is four. So good on them. Hopefully they can stay up there. Stanford at five, Wisconsin at six, Ohio State moved up one spot to seven, mm-hmm. Minnesota dropped from three to eight. Um, I think they should have dropped farther. I'm probably going to get some people from Minnesota, or Minnesota fans hating on me for that, but I just think they should have dropped farther. Penn State's at nine, Pitt is at I just 10. feel like for being the team that they have been the last couple of years, like they are not showing up so far this season i agree they also played um i mean they came out of the gate and played texas right away though too i mean yeah i don't know i don't know we have opinions we have opinions (laughs) yeah we Um, have thoughts penn state at nine pit at 10 um other notables georgia tech is at 13 kentucky at 15 um Pepperdine moved from 22 to 17 after beating Yeah, they went up. Yep. So good on them. Arkansas is sitting at 20. 
Um, Western Kentucky at 24. Definitely somebody to watch. They're sitting at 12 and 2 right now. Um, I think they've, they've played. Been really impressive. And yeah. The other thing that I thought was like wild Rice played really well. Yes. Or they, is I was playing just going to really well. um, mention them as well. They're sitting right above They're Western 20... at 23. 23. Um, yeah. Rice is 10 and 1. Western Kentucky's 12 and 2. Out of people that have played that many games, um, Penn and Penn State is eleven and zero, and Baylor is ten and two, as well. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to pull up Western Kentucky's schedule. Um, they lost zero and three to or zero to three to Louisville, which you know is fine. It's Louisville, understandable. Um, but they've beat they beat Tennessee. That was the big one um, last mm-hmm. week, three to nothing too. Um, they lost to Texas Tech three to nothing, and then they beat Indiana right after that. Um, so yeah, and everybody is starting um, conference play this week, so there will be no more of those random games or preseason games. Um, conference will be coming up for everyone. Any um, comments on anything NCAA, Joel? I mean, you pretty much just covered everything that I would have shared. Um, Marquette's looking really good. Um, I've been following them a little bit just because I have friends there. Um, And then Creighton, they moved down a couple of spots, but they're still doing really well. That's really, in terms of like people that we would chat about, that's really what I i'm looking at so yeah no no additional thoughts yeah um i'm excited for the madness to start um because i think that you're gonna see some of these teams either show up and show out or not show up (laughs) in their conferences um so just keep in mind that whatever one through ten or one through twenty five looks like now it may not look like that um in a month or even in a week or two. So we'll have to see what happens. As far as Summit League standouts among the NCAA, um, Elizabeth Junkie and Crystal Burke, last time I checked, were both top 25 for kills thus far. Um, so good on them. One thing I found interesting when I Yeah, I haven't seen I was, any changes to that. Yeah, um, one thing I found interesting when I was combing through stats today is that Denver is second in the NCAA in blocks per set. Um, which kind of freaks me out because we have a top 25 attacker at South Dakota State who gets to open the season against Denver. Um, so we'll see how, if uh, if they can handle Crystal Burke and how they contain her um, this upcoming week. Yeah, it's honestly going to be interesting to see like two top 25 attackers going up the second ranked blocking team in the nation. Like that's wild. Like, and the fact that a summit league team is the second ranked block, like blocking team in the nation. Like that's dope. Like that's so cool. Yeah. It's super awesome. Props to um, you, Denver. Hey, speaking of props to you, maybe this is too early to give you a shout out, but thanks for following us on Twitter. Yes. We have two um, Summit League Kansas teams currently City. following us. 
Denver yeah, and Kansas, Kansas City. City as well. We so shout out. appreciate that. Yes, shout out to you. Um, you get bragging rights for being the first follows, DU and KC. Speaking of preseason shout outs, I want to give a preseason shout out to Mariah Murdy, basketball player turned volleyball player. She got her first career block this Home weekend. We love. And it was a doozy. It was great. Doozy is doozy in a good way. Doozy sounds like a bad word. It's not. It was it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, they were sleeping on her and she shut him down brick house. It was amazing. So good for we love you. Her. We we love everyone. Mm-hmm. Honestly, we are gonna stand so many girls. You're gonna hear us fangirling just like all season long. But we're here for it. They deserve it. Um, so if no one else is gonna do it, they do deserve do it. it. Can we also just push pause here for a hot second and talk about how there was volleyball games, not Summit League volleyball games. I'm backtracking now to just NCAA. But there was volleyball games on ESPN this week. Like, can we talk about how well-deserved it is that they're finally getting airtime on, like, public cable network television and going five like, sets like demonstrating the best i'm just i'm still floored that it's 2022 and we're just getting women's volleyball on our television screens okay i'm sorry i had to just jump in there and say no that. don't be sorry i'm super glad you brought that up um super important super exciting like, I just can't. It was all over my Twitter. Like, just. Yeah, same. I don't want to say un- unbelievable is not the right word, but like floored in the best possible way. Like, so as excited as you could possibly be. And also just like as in awe it, as you could possibly be at something sports related. Like, that's what it was for me. And I love same. to see it. Like, I love to see it. Um, The same thing happening with softball. The same thing is happening with gymnastics. Like, super important and super great to be getting all of these women's sports on the actual ESPN. They're not sitting on the Ocho anymore. Like, they are full blast ESPN. The Ocho. I can't believe I said that. My brother used to I know. To I was like, when oh. I, when I said I wanted to go um, into sports media, my brother, like, I would be telling people that in high school or whatever, and my dumbass brother would be like, yeah, she's going to be on ESPN 8 El Ocho. And I'm like, man, just, he's so dumb. <laughs> it was funny. That's, it's funny now. That is funny, though. Kind of mean. Though. Oh, I love it. <laughs> mm. Well, he you texted know. me. He texted me after my wedding and said, um, oh, my gosh, what did he say? Something about, like, oh, well, I guess I have to, like, start being good now. So I, because since you've left the family legacy to me or something like that. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I think that was a compliment, but I'm not really sure. Like, as backhanded as was, they come. As literally. Let me, <laughs> let me find this. I'm opening up Snapchat right now to see what he said to me because it was so funny. Okay, while you do that, I'm going to get us a little bit back on track here and give my like preseason notable players. Yeah, since go, you for shared it, go for Mariah it. Mariah Murdy, who obviously, of course, we're going to stand. Um, my like preseason players, I've got a couple that I really want to kind of shout out. Um, the first one is someone that um, I really, 
I don't want to say I only followed her because I loved watching her sister, but like, I didn't know really that, I mean, I knew she existed, but like, I didn't like follow her as closely because she was in the limelight of her sister. And that is Gianna Bertolo. Bertolo. I don't know how to pronounce their last name. I'm so sorry. I'm yeah. Um, but sister of Lydia, um, Gianna, she's like crushing it. Like she's all over their, um, stout, the stout lists for Denver, which is incredible. Um, so definitely want to give her a shout out. My other shout out from Denver is Brianna Green, Brianna Green, because in her game against Texas, in their game against Texas, so the like top ranked team in the nation, obviously, she had five kills, one ace, three blocks, and one assist. And I literally was like, she was on every single line of the stats for the game against Texas. And I was like, okay, if you're showing up against Texas like that, you're going to be someone we want to keep our eyes on. So that's really cool. She's also a senior. So of course she's experienced and she's, you know, doing the dang thing. Um, and then lastly, Madison Harms from USD showed up this weekend. Like, holy Toledo. She's like literally doing all of the things. She had so many blocks, like so many. I didn't write down the stat, but um, like just beyond. She's like a powerhouse. So those are my preseason players that I'm currently, I've got my eyes on. Obviously I'm standing everyone. Obviously I'm watching everyone, but those are the names that stood out to me this week. Um, speaking of USD, it like, obviously I support everyone since I support the whole league, but as an SDSU person, it just kills me. They're so good. Um, only <laughs> like, Go the, big, the big loss um, was to Louisville, obviously. But I wouldn't even consider that a big loss. Like, that's the number four team in the country. So it's not like a um, – it's not like an end of the world type of thing. Um, but only a loss to the number four team in the country is the way I should put it. Um, beat Missouri 3-2. to two, Beat West Virginia 3-1. to one, Beat Northern Colorado 3-2. to two, be yeah, um yeah. south florida three to nothing like i just can't i can't deal with it good on them though good on them um, um and they swept the south florida um what was that the bronco tournament or whatever they call not bronco oh, yeah, the Bulls whole thing. Tournament. Yeah, yeah they yeah. like swept it three zero yeah like they literally were undefeated i was like oh my gosh um so speaking of that we can move right into our recap of last week. So September 16th and 17th, um, USD beat Stetson, Cornell, and South Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, St. Thomas lost to Western Michigan and IUPUI. I think that, I think Which honestly shocks me because oh. I feel like, not that I know a ton about IUPUI's volleyball program, but they're not normally known for being a solid athletic school. And I guess I was a little floored when I saw that the Tommies lost to that. Yeah. I think it's just going to take St. Thomas some time. Um, I did watch them play Bradley and they dropped that one three to two. That was a thriller. Um, I think it's just, I mean, you got to remember it's their second year in D1. 
I know. And to be playing the way they like are. They're... I know, but That's to be exactly playing the way my, they the are their second year is like... Yeah, I get, I get it. I get what you're saying. Um, let's see. Oral Roberts beat Texas Tech. I was going to bring that up. That is freaking yeah, that huge. Was a, yeah, that was a game. I didn't, like I said to you before, like we started recording, but I didn't get to watch many games. But um, that one was a thriller to me. Like looking back at stat lines, I was like, okay. Yeah. Go Eagles. So they, they beat them three to one. They did drop to um, Rio Grande Valley, Rio Grande Valley, whatever you want to say. They did drop three to one to them. And then they dropped uh, three to one to Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Who else? Oh, Kansas City dropped three to two um, to Iowa State. Dropped three to one to Missouri State, and then dropped three to two um, to St. Louis. So they had a couple of five set matches there that just did not quite go their way. I, but the fact that they made they went five sets though, like they're exactly. playing tough. Well, and I was gonna bring that up earlier. Volleyball to me is one of those things that, like, even if you lose three zero, like SDSU at Iowa the other day, lost three zero. Um, but it wasn't, I think one of the sets was like 25 to something in the teens, but the other two were like 25, 23, 26, 24 or something like that. Or 25, 22, maybe in 25, 23. Yeah, yeah. That is not a killing. That's not. Oh, no, no, no. Like it's, but, but people outside of volleyball are like, oh, three to like three sets to nothing must've been a killing. Like, no, not necessarily. You can go three sets, 26, 24 and lose and it makes your record look bad but like really if you watch that match it was like oh dang they were so close they were i mean in that point in that um case you're like two points per set away from Mm -hmm. winning the whole thing so it's really volleyball is one of those sports to me that it's kind of like unless you have texas against you know the 300th ranked team or something like (laughs) it's it's really kind of a toss-up a lot of the time like, it's not always 90-10 that one team is going to win. Mm-hmm. Volleyball is kind of a any any given day. Kind of like baseball. Any given day. Um, Where are we at? Okay, let's see. Omaha beat Lipscomb and lost to KU. That one kind of surprised me. I did think Omaha was going to beat KU, um, but maybe just not their day. Western Illinois... <laughs> Lost to Drake. Did they only play once this weekend? Why am I only I... seeing them once? Oh, nope. And Green Bay. There they are. I was going to say, I feel like they yeah. played a second time, but I can't remember. I'm trying to pull up schedules here quick. But yeah, Green Bay. Yeah. Um, And then let's see. Denver. I need to print the schedule differently next time because it's hard to read. Denver beat uh, San Francisco and UC San Diego. Looks like they only played twice. And then South Dakota State dropped um, 3-1 to to Northern Iowa, 3-0 to Iowa, and 3-2 to um, to North Florida. So they did get a I'm couple sorry, of I'm sorry, who wins. did you just say? South Dakota State. Oh, I thought you said North Dakota State. Oh, no. I was like, wait a minute. What? No, North Dakota beat UT Martin. 
and lost to ETSU. I was having a lot of fun watching that one because North Dakota State actually played um, this weekend. They played ETSU and whoever I just said they played. I can't remember. Oh, UT Martin. And um, Clemson yeah. actually has played. That was at the Austin P tournament down in Clarksville. And um, Clemson has actually played Austin P, ETSU, and UT Martin this year. So I was enjoying watching. Oh. Yeah, I was enjoying watching some of the Summit League teams play teams that Clemson had already played. Because in that case, I knew about both teams that were playing instead of just one. Um, and knew what I was seeing. Um, so that was kind of fun. And then there was a girl that I met when Austin P was here. I actually met her mom and her grandma, who were super cool people. Cute. And she, yeah, and she played for Austin P. So it was kind of fun to watch her um, play against North Dakota State and all that jazz. Um, so that was a fun tournament for me to be able to watch. Fun. Um, who have we not talked about? Oh yes, okay, UND. They beat Drake. And lost to Southern Illinois East. Illinois, yep. Yeah. I think that'd be everybody I might have missed. No, I think that's I everyone. Not everybody. I need to print that out better next time. That was not... Maybe I just need to write it out instead of being lazy. Um, that was super LOL. hard for me to read. I did not like that. All right, listeners, welcome back. We are here with Coach Leanne Williamson of the USD Coyotes. Coach, how are you today? I am doing great. Excited to get Summit League play started tomorrow. Yes, super exciting time of the year. Uh, Coach Leanne is in her ninth season at USD. She's notched nine wins over Power 5 programs with this team and plenty of Summit League and ABCA awards. We are so excited to have her. So, Coach, our first question for you is, you are opening the season with two top four teams in the Summit League in Omaha and Denver. Um, how has your preseason slate prepared you for conference play this year? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great question and something that as coaches we put a lot of time into, um, obviously, the previous year to kind of figure out what scheduling needs to look like um, for that particular team. And we felt like with our returners and with some of the people that we had coming back um, that this team needed to be challenged in some different ways. So, you know, looking at Summit League, looking at where we want to be in those next steps, um, I do think we had kind of a range of teams. You know, we had some that were definitely going to challenge us at a, at a pretty high level, um, obviously kicking off with Louisville. Um, and then we had some that, you know, were kind of in that middle ground. And then we had some that we thought that we should probably go in and be able to have success against. And I think for us, we looked at it as it allowed us to play teams that were going to also be somewhat similar in, time, in, in times throughout the Summit League. You know, we have teams every day you step into the gym that there's no guaranteed wins. But um, we felt like our preseason really prepared us for that Summit League action um, and going into this weekend, obviously starting out with Omaha and Denver, it's going to be a good challenge, but, um, our team has handled those challenges really well through preseason. And I think in some ways, you know, we thought maybe we would have had a few more learning experiences. And, um, the nice thing is we were able to learn through wins instead of sometimes having to rely on learning through losses, which uh, honestly is the best case scenario. And, 
Um, our team has consistently bought in to just getting a little bit better with every single match or every single practice. And that can be hard to do when you're on 11 game win streak. So um, that idea of showing up to practice every day and getting, um, getting better. But I just feel like every challenge that we had throughout the season, whether it was travel, whether it was playing tough teams um, or, you know, even we had, we dealt with a few injuries throughout the way that, we are able to, we feel very confident going into Summit League play tomorrow. Incredible. Um, so I'll um, take the next question. And my question is, what challenges do you see coming up um, in the Summit League play? Um, obviously, you just referenced playing Omaha, playing Denver to kick off this, this slate. But what challenges do you think that you're going to face along the way? Yeah, so I think number one, um, and we talk about this every single year, so I don't know if I would necessarily call it a true challenge, but it's something that I think really puts us in a position to have success is, is continuing to get better at the serve and pass game. Um, you know, when we think about um, most of the time, the serve and pass game will steer us in a direction, you know, of possibly winning or losing. And, you know, you obviously have your abnormality um, abnormalities out there where maybe we play a game um, I would say Denver Conference Championship in the COVID year where we actually pass very poorly. Um, we're able to find ways to win. That's the abnormal game. You know, that doesn't usually happen that way. Um, so the serve and pass game is one that we're going to continue to work on um, and get better at. And, you know, I think we've even manipulated some different rotations to put ourselves in hopefully the best situation that we can be um, from that aspect of the game. I think the second one, like every, like every year is the summit league play just creates some different, um, I would say pressures, you know, of just every game counts, every match that you, that you play has an impact on, you know, the over, overarching conference standings. So, you know, going through preseason, not that we're not trying to win because clearly we are, um, but a loss in those scenarios doesn't maybe impact our entire season. Whereas once we're into Summit League play, you have a loss or two, and then all of a sudden maybe our fate is in other people's hands. And that's something that we want to maybe really make sure that we can control is being in chart, being in control of our own fate. So um, I think there's a, I guess I would say pressure, but I do think that we have some, uh, we have some people on our team right now um, that have played a lot for us that have had those different experiences and know what know how to handle that and um, I think beyond just players we have leaders you know that feel like they can help maybe some of our people who don't have all of that game experience to navigate that scenario a little bit so the servant pass would definitely be one um, again thing that we need to really make sure that we continue to get better at as the season goes on to help our chances at having success and then the other thing is just again handling that stress that pressure of of understanding that every match counts when we're in the Summit League and nothing is guaranteed. We're going to throw in a listener question from Troy G. Um, how typical is it for in volleyball for a D1 head coach to have all of their coaching experience at one school? And do you feel that's given your squad any sort of leverage? And then also, who do you look up to in the coaching world? Yeah, um, I, I do think that it is abnormal for a coach to stay at a school as long as I have. Um, I think that there are a lot of benefits to it as well. Um, and for me, I think the pros kind of outweigh the cons. Um, you know, for me, um, I have very much believed in this place. And I, I feel like I have continually evolved in who I am as a coach and um, how we run the program. 
And so that's where I feel comfortable as being in the same place that we're constantly learning, we're constantly getting better, we're constantly um, finding ways to improve. And, you know, with that, I think you look at our staff too. Michael and Shelly have been here um, with me for a while. And um, that continuity within the staff, there's that trust, there's that respect, there's the understanding of kind of what everybody does. And, you know, with that, um, you know, I, I think we've put ourselves in a good position to continue to have success. Um, you know, role model wise, I would say Matt Houck at Minnesota he gave me my chain, my start at coaching. Um, and obviously he's killing it up there now. Kathy Litzow was my head coach when I played in, in college. And she showed me not only what it was like to be a good coach and how to run a program, but also um, how to have a family, how to balance that. And um, that's something that means a lot to me, um, just being a mom and a, and a wife at myself now of understanding that I can have success that way as well. And I think the third person I would throw in there is Kirsten Booth uh, at Creighton. She's obviously done wonderful things with that program. And I just very much respect how she goes about her everyday life, how she works, um, obviously, to improve her program and how she goes about it the right way. And I, I think as a um, as a female in this profession, that is definitely something that I value and something that I look up to in, in her as well. Amazing. So kind of piggybacking off of that, um, you've spent 14 years now at USD as a alum, as a big USD fan. I'm curious, what keeps you there? What do you love about USD? What do you love about Vermillion? What do you love about your program? Yeah, I mean, I think first I've been here from the beginning. Um, you know, I came in the second year that they transferred into Division One, and being a part of that transition and that process into building something was really important um, and fun for me. Um, you know, I think for me in terms of keeping me here, um, I value obviously the people I work with. I value the the uh, student athletes within our program. I very much enjoy everybody that's around me, um, and that makes it fun, you know, to do this this job and. Um, I, I think the, the second portion of it is for me, I don't feel like we've hit our ceiling. I don't feel like we've hit a limit in terms of what this program can achieve. Um, you know, what our, what our student athletes can achieve. And I think they're doing some really great things already. So to say that, you know, I'm, I'm confident that we have more that we can do. And from a competitor standpoint, that's important to me is, is constantly feeling like there's something else that we can do, um, something else that I can help this program achieve. And um, I wholeheartedly believe that. Um, you know, I think the second part of it is the community around USD, the people, um, the support that we have um, within the within the not only the community of Vermilion, but outside of that, that people want to come in and support this team and support this program and um, through wins and losses and not only as volleyball players, but as people. And again, that that means that that means the world to me. So like I, I very much believe in um, you know, loving what you do. And I very much love it here. Um, my kids love it here. My husband loves it here. We have a great life here. Um, but again, I, I truly believe that there's more that we can accomplish. Awesome. We're going so to lighten it up a little bit. We're going to lighten it up a little bit. We just want to know if the team has a favorite place or city or snack to eat when on the road. Yeah, um, I I think the biggest thing is our players love food. Um, it is amazing to see how excited they get when we have uh, different options that come up for meals um, or whether it's snacks that they get. Even when we won this past weekend, obviously 
going three and zero in Florida. We had a little bit of time since we uh, swapped that last opponent. Threw out ice cream, and I have never seen them celebrate so hard. So, um, you know, food itself is something that they enjoy. Um, I think some of our favorite pregame meals are Longhorn Steakhouse, um, Ruby Tuesdays, Applebee's is always a fan favorite. Try to find places that have lots of options that are going to make everybody happy and um, allow them to find something that works for them. Um, beyond that, they love snacks, smoothies, um, you know, fruit and grain bar uh, bowls. Those are a fan favorite. I mean, I, I just think that for them, you know, obviously it's not only about fueling your body, but also they enjoy it. They, <laughs> they, they definitely enjoy food, definitely enjoy the, the snacks that can come along with it as well. Awesome. We love to hear that. Well, thank you so much for joining us. As mentioned, USD will open up the season tonight with Omaha at home and Denver on Saturday. And then next week, head up I-90 to the North Dakota schools. We are so grateful for your time and we wish you luck. And hopefully we'll see you in Omaha around Thanksgiving. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. And I, I hope to see you in Omaha. So let's talk about what's coming up. The season starts on Thursday. Um, so y'all will be hearing this on Thursday. So actually, the season starts today. Let me just redo that. The season starts today, um, tonight, <laughs> um, with Western Illinois at home hosting UND, St. Thomas hosting NDSU, South Dakota State hosting Denver, and South Dakota hosting Omaha. Um, so those last four teams, not taking it easy right away. They are starting super duper tough. Um, the people that were at it's the top of the league. It's going to be a good week of games yeah. for, like, to start conference play. It's going to be really fun. Yeah. Well, and remember, um, like we talked about off air, Denver and Omaha are travel partners. So with Denver at South Dakota State and Omaha at South Dakota, they're just going to flip on Saturday. And Denver's going to be at USD, and Omaha will be at SDSU. Um, so those are four tough matches to start the week. Um, on Saturday, Western will host North Dakota State. St. Thomas will host North Dakota, so they're travel partners, and they will just flip. And then Oral Roberts will host Kansas City. And then on Tuesday, um, South Dakota State and South Dakota will go up I-90 to North Dakota and North Dakota State, respectively. And then I assume that they'll flip for next Thursday, but I'm not sure yet. I'm only going as far as Tuesday um, right now. And then let's see what else next Tuesday. Kansas City will host Western and Oral Roberts will host St. Thomas. So those Dakota schools getting it started right away. I just, I mean, with yeah. Omaha and Denver, I'm excited to see, um, see what happens. And I kind of previewed a little bit to see how Denver's blockers will contain Crystal Burke or if they won't contain Crystal Burke. Who, She's by the way, so freaking good. I know she just um, made a thousand digs. I don't know if we talked about that last week or not. I can't remember. <gasps> I feel and like she, we did, but that could have been did. just us prior to recording. Right. I can't remember what we talked about on air versus on air. I know, air. because we um, talk literally nonstop every day. 
Uh, yeah, me and Joel are like kind of besties, you guys. It's ridiculous. Joel is like the the bestie that I did not see coming. Like we honestly, let me tell you this. Joel and I are in the same group chat for um the reaching the summit men's and women's basketball. However, he Joel is not on that podcast with me, but we're in the same group chat, which is like a bunch of people that talk um stats and everything. And basically we're a bunch of Summit League nerds and yeah, we talk literally are. nonstop about Summit League sports. And I was looking <laughs> for someone to do this podcast with um, because I didn't want to ask the same person that I do basketball with because it's two podcasts is a lot. Um, it's It just really is. And I knew that he didn't have time for that. Um, so I didn't want to ask him. And I obviously wanted someone that watched volleyball. And I was like, well, I don't know Joel very well, but I'll just take a shot. Um, I actually invited Joel to my wedding, and he totally snubbed me. He just did not come to my wedding, um, which is fine. But after I got after I got over that, I asked him if he would do the podcast with me. I can't believe you just blasted me. Out yeah, of I just outed you. I'm sorry. To your wedding, you can you can blast me for something I did. I don't care. Oh, I love it. I can't believe it was that funny to you. I thought you would just roll your eyes and move on. <laughs> no, anyway. I'm cackling, obviously, as all of our listeners are now shutting Acquainted off our podcast. With me. <laughs> if you're still listening to us at this point, um, after I got Get over used to the, it. That will be the first of yes. many cackles. After I got over the wedding snub, I reached out to Joel about doing the podcast, and he was all on board. And since then, we've literally been like, kind of besties not even He's, kind of like we literally text yeah. nonstop. i <laughs> we've called I, and like talked for two hours yeah yeah time. we have um i text joel more than i text like my actual best friend to be honest like joel is he's always on my phone like every time my phone lights up it's joel caskinen every freaking i've time. added you to my pinch chats <laughs> Stop. I don't think I'm added to any. I'm not even on my husband's pin chat. My husband doesn't my husband doesn't pin his chats, but still. That is so sweet. Oh my gosh. We're it's gonna because be like, that way I don't have to like search for you. You know you're gonna need me that much, so you just move me on up to the top. Exactly. We're gonna be I don't know each how other, we got like, here. I don't either. It's okay. <laughs> What were we even talking about? That's what I'm saying. Like, why oh, are we all we of a sudden about talking about us being best but friends? How did we go? How did we go from Crystal Burke to us? I don't even know. Anyway, Crystal has surpassed a thousand digs, um, and she also is eighth on SDSU's career attack list. She just moved up the other day. I believe the number was one thousand two hundred seventy-nine. Let me look. Yes, 1,279 career kills. Um, I just love that you knew that immediately. I um, just, I mean, I saw it on Facebook today. I'm not going to lie. I'm always on oh, the okay, prowl for, like, good pod content. I saw it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I need to remember that. And I just, like, I just think that you go to Facebook to get your pod content. I get my pod content from everywhere, but I follow Jackrabbit Volleyball on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. <laughs> 
Oh, okay, that makes sense. I yeah. was like, who goes to Facebook so, to get their honestly, content? Honestly, I probably Babe, saw it more than talk once. About that. But I remembered the last time I saw it was on Facebook. So, anywho's, you use Facebook too, um, so you know. Yeah, but I'm never on it because I just keep my work page open, so I'm never on it for my personal page. I went on today just to look at your wedding video, actually. I saw that you liked it. Well, also, when I, if you want proof of, like, how much of besties we are, I, when I texted Joel today that my wedding video was done and posted, he was like, OMG, I'll look immediately. Verbatim is that, that's what he said. Um, that is what I said. Yeah. Um, okay. I was going to give you another stat really quickly, but I can't find it. Um, oh, I remember what it was, what I was going to say. Um, this is circling way back to my preseason players okay. to watch. <laughs> you, it just jogged my memory when you were talking about how Crystal um, entered the like 1000 Digs Club. Um, we did not give Madison Harms a shout out for being the Summit League Peak Performer of the Week. Um, oh, you're right. We talked about her, but we yeah. didn't say that. Yeah. So when you just said that Crystal entered the thousand digs club my brain went to be like oh my god what did madison just earn i know that i saw that somewhere so i was frantically digging for it so that's what i wanted to point out um anywho awesome congrats madison congrats crystal um i don't even think we have anything left on the list to talk about um, so one thing I will say, though, is a couple weeks ago, I brought up the hot take with Libero versus Libero. And you yes. sent me that thing that the Big Ten did, asking a bunch of people from different teams. Yes, I did. And I will point out, all but one, it was like 15 plus people, all but one said Libero. But the one that said Libero, in the middle, she said Libro and everyone was like what and she goes it comes from Europe that's how you say it so I'm just gonna say that my reasoning was correct while it may not be liked she had the same reason that I did listen I'm not disagreeing with you I already told you that I can back up my answer or like retract my answer to agree I also would love to say how cool it is that on the NCAA like volleyball page they literally have a link that's libero or libero explained, which is like really cool to me. Just have so you read everyone. It? it like basically shares like what's the rules, but then they also have that literal same video that I sent you. How is libero, like libero or libero pronounced? Okay, you just combined video. libero and libero and said libero. I know I did. I know. Um, but like, I think that's cool, though, because, again, they have that, like, video. So it's, like, it is a hot take. Like, people are talking about it. It is a hot take. Um, Any parting thoughts, Joel? My parting thoughts are I'm really excited for conference play to begin. And I have a sneaking suspicion that the Summit league is going to really bring it this season so watch out all you other leagues in the nation 
We're too bedly for you. We could be a two bed league. Here's the only way that happens. <laughs> I was like, mm. <laughs> here's the only way. The only way that happens is if USD does not win the Summer League tournament. Because they've played they've played the toughest schedule with the most wins. Yes. Like obviously DU went and played Texas. Um Omaha has played who did Omaha play? Oh, Florida State and Creighton. Um, Mm -hmm. but USD is the one that has won those big games with the exception of dropping to Louisville. Um, so the only way that happens is if USD does not win the summer league tournament. Um, but I would love for us to be a two bit. If they don't win the summer league tournament by some weird fluke chance, um, it's a stretch. I think it's a little bit of a stretch, it's a stretch. to say that we would be a two-bit league. As much as I want us to be a two-bit league. If we're not a two-bit league in women's basketball, I'm so sorry, everyone, but we're not probably going to be a two-bit league in volleyball. I, in some ways, agree with that. But I also, it comes down to, like, if West Virginia and Missouri were to both make the tournament... You have to look at USD. Well, okay, let me take that back. The committee doesn't have to do I a mean, damn thing. Yeah, you, we've seen we've <laughs> seen the committee just do whatever they want. Also, how um, do you and I get should. to be on this committee? Oh my god, how does anybody who actually knows anything get to be on the committee? Also true. Um, I don't know. I think it's a possibility. I'll say that, and I think that's something that um we're gonna ask coaches when we have them on the show. I know that um, somebody had submitted a question for Leanne. Um, for oh yeah, thanks for submitting your questions, that. y'all. Those are those have been yes. really cool. Yeah, someone submitted that question and asked um, it what she thinks about that. So I think we, I'm gonna plan to just ask anyone that comes on what we what they think about that and just get some different perspectives. Um, obviously, it would be great for the league. And hopefully in the next five years, we can be two bids in multiple sports. I mean, I would love that more than anything. I think it's coming, I think. And I, I think too. it's coming I faster really than people realize. But um, it seems slow, I think the too. Way... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. It seems... I totally no, cut I, you that's off. That's okay. It seems slow to Summit Leaguers because we know we've been worthy of it in a couple of sports for a while but to the outside world like it's gonna hit them like a freight train when it does happen yeah they're gonna be like who's the summit league and then they're gonna be like oh oh the summit league (laughs) yeah stay on the summit stay on the summit um okay so i was just going to say the way that saint thomas has been playing in all of their sports as like a newbie to division one the way that Denver has been playing in multiple sports, the way that Omaha has been playing in multiple sports, the way that all of the women's basketball teams have been playing, the way that the men's basketball teams like SDSU and NDSU are always so good. Oral Roberts has been crushing it. Like we have some really, really strong teams in the Summit League. SDSU soccer. Are you kidding me? Denver soccer. I know. Like so good so like literally we've got so many teams that could really like crack the 
two-bid league situation wide open. Yeah, I agree. It's just going to take... I I don't really know what it's going to take, but at some certain point, it's going to happen. But I really... And not to get off on a basketball trail, but um, when ORU made that run in men's basketball and... Paul Mills got asked about like you know what do you say like finishing fourth in your conference but like making this run of the NCAA and he took that moment to shine on the rest of the league and say yeah we finished fourth in our conference and look where we're at in the NCAA tournament what does that say about our conference you idiots yeah exactly basically is what he said like and it makes so much sense it makes absolutely so much sense so hopefully we can do that women's volleyball hopefully we can keep doing that um in basketball But that is what we have for you tonight. We hope you enjoyed um, hearing from Coach Williamson at USD. Thank you to Coach Williamson for being our first guest. There is no more. Thank you so much. Yeah, no feeling more um, exciting than starting a podcast and having your first guest and having it be, you know, one of the top teams in the league um, as of now. So that's super cool. We really appreciate that. And we appreciate you taking a chance and seeing what we're all about send us a dm on twitter if you have any questions or comments no concerns um things if you, want you us to have talk any about on the show. suggestions for things that you want yeah. us to talk about send us a dm or an email and um as always hashtag stay on the summit stay on the summit see you later